a blue wave of hysterical lies. That's that's where the Democrats are left in this election cycle. Do you regret the decisions you made when it comes to nursing homes and COVID? So I think it's important to correct the record. The My opponent continues to tell people that nursing homes were forced to take COVID patients. They were not. They never were. That's the dictator of Michigan who was never in any serious danger of being fed napped because it was mostly feds doing that. In fact, nursing homes were forced to take those patients, just like they were in the separate country of Washington state, just like they were in New York, and it had very predictable consequences. It killed people. There's this. I want people to be safe. That's not the Republicans' argument, because, of course, if you look at real crime statistics, which they're not interested in examining, uh, the states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. Well, we are sort of focused on the murders and rapes and overdoses. And those are squarely in Democrat cities. So it's this blue wave of lies, and some of them are just utterly hysterical. Then there's this. NBC News self-censored a news report. They deleted it. They said it didn't meet their standards. Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. What became clear was that Paul Pelosi at that moment didn't appear to consider himself to be in any danger. (laughs) You'll hear the full report that's been disappeared by NBC News, including the fact that Pelosi did something that you wouldn't think you'd do if you were deeply afraid of the guy standing right behind you. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And this happens to my voice sometimes this time of year. Don't know what it is. I don't feel bad. I'm over the fever and all that. It's just sometimes the voice thing sticks around. But my friends at Bulwark Capital Management, knowyourriskradio.com will stick around even though the voice is shot. And double up with Zach this week. Uh, we missed him last week due to a technical thing. It's a breathtaking thing to me. That's a, that's a word I've used twice um, today. I don't normally do that with words. It's utterly breathtaking to me to observe the the fact that Democrats cannot possibly tell the truth about their policies. Republicans can. Republicans want slightly lower taxes. That's an easy truth to tell. Now, they're getting bribed to get those for specific companies. Republicans also want you forced to purchase products you don't want at prices you can't afford from companies you don't like for services you, you, you can't use. That's Mitch McConnell's swindle. But Mitch also wants 
pro-abort or a pro-life um, Supreme Court justices and courtesy of Donald Trump, he got him. Now, why does he want that? I don't know. Perhaps that's a part of Mitch's soul that remains intact. Perhaps he truly does value human life. I don't think so. Because if he truly valued human life, he wouldn't stand there applauding Tony Fauci at this point. He'd be demanding an investigation into Pfizer and Moderna and Fauci and Gates and that entire combination of of evil. And he doesn't. So why the pro-life thing? My guess, politically convenient wedge issue. Allows him to stay in power so he can carry on his business model of pleasing big pharma and taking money out of communist China. That's, that's my guess. But then again, it could be that he just truly believes in this. But on, on, on the front of the Democrats, as it's election day, they, they honestly can't tell a single truth about any of their policies and sometimes the responses that they get when they are forced to face the public are so utterly revealing. You've heard some stuff from the figurehead. We'll talk about that, but I want you to hear some things out of Washington state, the separate state of Washington or probably separate country of Washington. So instructive about Democrats. There's also a great possibility, believe it or not, of a write-in candidate causing a real problem for the dictator of Washington State. Yeah, that, that may well happen. I'll tell you about that. Hey, have you yet, uh, have you been hearing the word soda weight loss? And has it come up in conversation with you or your family? You know, Todd talks about this soda weight loss thing. Have you ever asked like, thought, man, if I could ask Todd a question, I'd I'd, I'd want to ask about the show, but I really would like to ask him about soda weight loss. So uh, if that's rolling around in your head, then what has stopped you from simply going to sodaweightloss.com and interacting with them? Because here's my prediction of what you'll get, right? You go in and present the amount of body fat you think you need to lose, and they'll help you figure out perhaps a better number. Sometimes that number will be lower. You say, really? Oh, that's fantastic. Sometimes it's going to be higher. Why? Because it depends on the sort of fat that's in your body. This is such a funny thing with God that the fat we see, that's not really the health concern. It's the fat we don't see. The stuff that gets between our organs, that's called visceral fat. So that's what soda weight loss is going to be concerned about first is the visceral fat getting that off of your body, or I should say out with, from without your body, you know, ridding yourself of that. Then, of course, there is the fat that we see, and a lot of us would like to see less of it. And you'll work with the nutritionist, okay? And the nutritionist is going to have a whole bunch of pre-questions for you, like before you talk, because he or she's going to want to be filled in on what you eat and when and why and how it makes you feel, because in there lay the key to the puzzle. Why has the fat gone on your body? How has it stayed there? Yeah, they see that in these puzzles. Then they begin to put together a plan for you. And what you get from them is a, hey, here's how long we think it's going to take you to drop this unwanted fat. Here's how much this will cost. Now, by the way, that cost includes food. A lot of people sometimes fail to subtract the cost of food. That's food you won't otherwise be buying. 
because convenience foods are so very, very important. Then add to that the cooking classes, and that's included. Add to that the Christian meditation program, that's included. Add to that the ability to get coaching if you feel like you're off track or you're not getting the results that you thought you'd get, that's included. So I would tell you the same thing if we talked face-to-face. Common questions, do you get hungry? I don't. Well, my wife didn't. Now, towards the end of a, of a fat loss protocol, you might experience some hunger. And guess what? Call soda. There's all sorts of tricks like, how about having some tea with coconut oil before bed? Yeah, I'm telling you, it works. I know I've taken off 150 pounds of unwanted fat. It's sodaweightloss.com. S-O-T-A weightloss.com. This is from Washington State, uh, the separate country of Washington. And I play this just because it's instructive as to the Democrat psyche across the board. And this is what happens when a woman is forced to actually interact with people who would be her constituents. And she's running against a very good guy named Joe Kent. And Joe Kent is a uh, America First candidate. Uh, Joe Kent is, uh, he's a former service member. He happens to be insanely good looking and, and we can forgive him for that. It's, he's young and good looking and it's okay. We'll forgive him for that. Uh, and he's right on the issues. So this is his opponent and she's wrong on everything. And she is desperately, desperately arrogant. Her name is Marie Glukenkamp Perez. And she describes herself as a fifth-generation Washingtonian, small business owner, pro-choice mother, running to represent Washington 3. And she's running against Joe Kent. She's forced here to interact with constituents during a town hall. Do you support biological males competing in biological female sports? Um, I, I think that is... The, it, is, it, is it depends when do they transition, what are their hormone levels. I mean, when you, when you really look at, um, athletes have all different natural hormone levels. So there's, the, it is a nuanced question. I, so yes, you, you do support that? It, it depends on the scenario. Situations where it's either a yes or no. Either the, the biological male competes or the biological male does not compete with women. And so we have to make that decision. Yeah, I, I don't think you're understanding the nuance of these issues. I don't think you understand the nuance of these issues. And she even does the head tilt. No, you didn't. She does. She does the head tilt. They can't speak truth. That woman cannot speak truth. (laughs) Now, I mean, do you really want to go through it? Let's go through it real quick. The hormone levels are not the make or break factor. There is hip height, hip to weight ratio. There's amount of lean muscle mass. There's amount of fast twitch fiber. There's bone density, lung size, heart size. All of these things provide largely unsurmountable overall mechanical advantages for men. Nuance. 
And this, of course, is at the center of politics because the left has moved this into the center of politics because they are so utterly, utterly possessed by evil. They are spiritually held captive. That woman does not, for the life of her, understand that she's talking about trapping young people in a mutilated body that they can never get out of, that they can never again get what she has, which is kids. She doesn't understand that it's psychological torture for kids. Can you imagine being trapped in your worst form when you were... Look, look at your most embarrassing photo from the age of, of puberty. I know mine. I had this long, stringy, blonde hair, and for whatever reason, I refused to get a haircut. And my mom let me live in that. And my hair looked like, like wet straw hanging down on the sides of my face. And I, and I had these dark shaded my mom she agreed that they didn't cost that much more i guess to make me wear my glasses i had had dr johnny fever glasses i did and i had the dr johnny fever glasses then i i I, because i had a quote beard i wasn't shaving and i had this this mold like red growth on my face that didn't really look much like a beard and that was mixed in with some pimples and in that particular picture i thought it was a good idea to wear this sort of loose-fitting knit sweater with no shirt underneath. And, and of course, to make my mom happy, I grinned a grimace since I didn't know how to smile at the time. Imagine being trapped in that. Like if a surgeon came and took a snapshot of you at your worst pubescent moment and said, this is you for the rest of your life. And you'll never change. You'll never evolve. There's nothing you can do. That's what this woman is doing to kids. And she can't see it because she's spiritually captured. And she can't possibly tell the truth. Incidentally, since I'm speaking of the separate country of Washington, there is a, um, there's hope there for a write-in candidate. His name is Brad Kilpert. And there's a link in the show notes to a a discussion. My friend, Julie Barrett, who does social media before us, and she does much more. She's also a dear friend. She interviewed him for her group, a conservative ladies of Washington state. He, the the Democrats are so afraid of this guy. They're running ads against a write-in candidate, Brad Kilpert in Washington state. The separate country has these insane election laws. So I know it's late. If you haven't yet voted in Washington State, you can write in Brad Kilpert, uh, Kippert, K-I-P-P-E-R-T, Brad Kilpert. It's right here in the show notes. And that's something I think you should do. See, the lies are so very pervasive that it makes it in the news stories. And, and this is from, this is um, NBC's news station, so-called for people who are same-sex attracted or confused about their biological sex or people who want to be allies thereof. And they have a whole news channel devoted to this. News through the lens of your sexual attraction. Because that's, of course, the most important factor about you that defines you. It's like you meet a lot of men, they'll say, oh, hi, um, what do you do? Oh, I'm an adulterer. Oh, nice to meet you, me too. Except we don't do that. So they're talking here about more problems with voter ID. And this goes to the pattern with the Democrats. Their lies are so hysterical. There is no reason on earth for any time to ever have voter ID. Voter ID isn't just racist because, you know, the blacks, they can't get ID. I mean, you have any black friends? 
Every time I say to my black friends, hey, why don't you get some ID? They look at me and go, I can't do that. I'm not capable of getting ID. I'm I'm a black guy. Well, wouldn't you know it that voter ID is also so-called transphobic? Your voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yerkeba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by. And- Got it. <laughs> they, they can't walk into a voting station and say, my legal name is this, but my pretend name is that. I, I, I don't know how many... Young friends you have, young people. A lot of young people are changing their names from their birth name. They want to modify themselves. And guess what? They have to sometimes go in and say, hey, I was born this way, and this is the name I use now. And the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research... The gender marker that presents, that that represents how they present. In other words, you're a man named Ted Xavier Johnson. Except, you now call yourself... Teddy, Teddy Rosa, Michelleio, and you pretend to be a woman. Then they're demanding that Teddy Michelleio Rosa, or whatever name I used, should be able to go in and say, oh, I'm a woman now, and give me an ID, which means that when that person then decides, oh, I'm a Latina woman, then change the name, and you have absolutely no ability to track who's actually voting. (laughs) There's a reason that the separate country of Washington leads the country in fraudulent IDs. It's because it's so easy to defraud the ID department. You can walk down to a licensing facility or at a document facility and say, hi, I'm no longer a man. I know I'm 55, but it has occurred to me I'm a beautiful, beautiful woman. So can you change my ID to woman? And therefore it throws all the statistics off and they don't care. There's nothing, there's never a time where voter ID is not problematic. Shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Wow! They don't have pretend IDs for pretend identities. Um, And, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South. The strictest, meaning we actually expect you to be able to prove you are who you say you are. What's baffling to me in this is there are Democrats, and I see them now posting, Republicans live in absolute lies, and only we tell the truth. If only there was a guidebook. If only there was a source of truth. If only there was a massive document that has been proven time and again to be prophetic in thousands of ways. 
that's been mapped back to archaeology. And every time they try to wipe it out, nope, that didn't happen. That's that, that town was never there. Oh, we hadn't dug deep enough. The town was there. Now, how many times they try to discount the Shroud of Turin? This was supposed to be the, presumed to be the burial cloth of the Lord Jesus. That they cannot figure out how did these images get here in negative form? We, we with all of our technology, we can't figure out how to do this. And it's embedded at a very minute level of this fiber uh, on this fabric. How did that happen in this reverse image? Like it's burned into the cloth. Indeed, how? When we depart the word of God, when we depart the biblical truths, you're simply saying this, let's make up our own truths. And this is the dividing line. I'm not here to tell you that Republicans or the Republican Party is an honest party. It's, it's not. I've worked for it. It's a private group. It's a power play. That's what it is. But it's closer to the truth than the Democrats. And when you map biblical truth to biological realities, you end up coming away stunned. Biological, or in fact, you look at the way the earth was formed. The entire Big Bang Theory conveniently matches right back to let there be light or my favorite way i've heard it translated is god saying light be that's beautiful but when they live in lies and they can no longer tell the truth sometimes it's just flat entertaining and then it's spooky like the nbc news self-censoring and removing this report on joe biden which is in fact I think the only sensical report I've heard about the, uh, pardon me, the Frank Pelosi thing, not Joe Biden, Frank Pelosi. Hey, Alan Soaps at alansoaps.com slash Todd. Uh, I, I try really hard to not be that guy who gets way, way ahead of the Christmas season. Uh, and yet, I do think that Alan Soaps would make a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant gift. What are we doing on Christmas Day? We celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus. And they were, of course, we're, we're celebrating the gift that he is uh, to the humankind. That's, that's the great gift, of course, the gift of the gospel and the good news. And what would Jesus say about young Alan? Right? Would Jesus say, now, hey, look, you're 12 years old and, and you're largely nonverbal. You're not, you're not worth anything to me? No. No, not at all. The Lord Jesus would look upon Alan as his treasured, treasured creation and treasured child. And the Lord Jesus would look upon him as just as valuable as anyone else. Now, that's a great, great spiritual truth. But what about the soaps? Well, they come from Alan's mind. Right? He and his father work together on this. Alan does have a lot of mechanical health problems, challenges, constant surgeries, very high up on the autism spectrum. But his creative mind is robust. So when you go to allensoap.com slash Todd, look at every fragrance. Examine every fragrance. Look at all the extras you can buy with this. Look at the Herminator sub subscription plan and then know this. When you purchase this for your friends who also love life, they get an opportunity then to every time they cleanse their bodies, they get an opportunity to celebrate the fact that all lives matter. And they do that by getting a little picture of young Alan 
the chief soap officer at allensoaps.com slash Todd. Use my name there at checkout. You get 10% off of just about everything. allensoaps.com slash Todd. I think it's a brilliant, wonderful Christmas gift, even a stocking stuffer. Or for loved ones who are really active in the pro-life environment, get them a subscription. I'm telling you, they will enjoy not just the product, which is three generations of family expertise backed, but of course, what the company means. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd. Sometimes the lies are just so, so phenomenal. Do you regret the decisions you made when it comes to nursing homes and COVID? So I think it's important to correct the record. The My opponent continues to tell people that nursing homes were forced to take COVID patients. They were not. They never were. Do you regret the decisions you made? when? It- How can she regret anything when she won't admit she did it? That's the dictator of Michigan. And so down the path of living in lies are we that are the Democrats, that something you can ascertain with pieces of paper, executive orders, they're willing to lie about that. And that journalist at Fox 19 gets to say, hey, I asked her. Truly, you did. And if you really wanted to be journalist and really go at this in a right way, look, I'm giving him credit for, for asking. Many journalists won't. He deserves that credit. But these are ascertainable things. You can pull the orders. You can pull her signature. You can pull the statements from the nursing home facilities. You can pull, in the case of New York, lawsuits against the the failed uh, former thug governor Cuomo there. And you have those ready to say, well, but you did. This doesn't happen enough in journalism anymore, which is, this is your signature right here. See it? You signed this order. You did do that. Why are you lying? I had to have this conversation. I didn't. I chose to have this conversation with one of our pastors at church this weekend. Every time this topic comes up, I struggle. And the topic is having respect for the king. The topic is speaking about the king with respect because God allows this person to be in charge. I find it so utterly, utterly difficult. And I'm praying that I'm not conning myself, that I'm not living in a lie. Oh, well, I'm a podcaster, so I have license to speak that way about about the, the, the governor of Michigan. I call her a dictator. And as I examine this, where I think I get myself in trouble is mocking the way Biden is obviously demented. I think that's where I walk a bad line. And I try to say I'm mocking the situation. I'm not mocking the man. But in the case of calling her a dictator, I would be a liar to call her a governor. Jay Inslee, I would be a liar to call him a governor. Gavin Newsom, Kate Brown of Oregon. These aren't governors. We have to peel away the lies that we've been taught about our country. If a flu negates the United States Constitution and the constitutions of the many states, then we don't have constitutions. We're simply going to be skipping from emergency to emergency. 
so the party could enjoy emergency powers upon emergency powers. And so I think I can stand firm in that. It's okay to call her a dictator because she is. And anytime she wants to be again, she can just declare an emergency. I think it's important that we speak truth. Hillary Clinton has been out doing the rounds. And she comes to the table with a tiny little sliver of something that she can call a fact. She's quoting here from a debate within one of the red states. And it's Hillary's allegation about crime. I want people to be safe. That's not the Republicans' argument, because, of course, if you look at real crime statistics, which they're not interested in examining, uh, the states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. That's just a fact. We saw that, you know, very clearly in the recent debate in Oklahoma for the governorship when the Democratic candidate said, wait a minute, you know, the crime rate in Oklahoma is higher than it is in New York, and nobody wanted to believe that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want to solve a problem, whether it's crime, inflation, or anything else. They just want an issue. You know, when given a chance to govern, they don't want the responsibility. We saw that during COVID at the very highest levels of the Trump administration. So when they talk about crime, you know, they're just uh, trying to gin up all kinds of fear and anxiety in people. The separate country of Seattle will surpass its record murders sometime, uh, or surpassed it year after year after year. The top 30 murder cities are all run by Democrats. The American people are not sitting here worrying about um, drug possession. And in the case of states like Oklahoma, minor possessions of drugs and, 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 and cases like that. And here's the trick that she plays here. In Oklahoma, laws are enforced. Now, follow this. This is so Stalin-esque. In states like Oklahoma, if you get pulled over and you have a small bit of marijuana on you, they're going to charge you. In Idaho, if you're a teen and you get in a scuffle with another teen and you let's you, you just you, you punch another teen. And that teen or that teen's mother decides to press charges, it doesn't matter what your juvenile record is. You can have no juvenile record. You can be straight A student. You're going to get popped. You're going to get charged. The prosecutor will charge you. Or you'll be invited into a diversionary program. First, first offense. So states like Oklahoma that actually enforce laws have more crime. Because they arrest more people. But the crime statistics on major crimes, murder, rape, or on major happenings like overdoses, arsons, attempts on the lives of cops, these things are absolutely dominated by blue states. And here's the craziness about it. In separate countries like Portland, they don't arrest people for having fentanyl or meth or heroin. 
in separate countries like Seattle. Trespassing is not illegal. Vandalism is not illegal. You can go to court, and if you're accused of stealing, shoplifting, vandalism, breaking and entering, all at once, you can go before a judge and say, I have depression. And the judge is supposed to let you off. Therefore, it was not a crime. In Seattle and separate countries like that, cops, there's not enough cops to respond to burglaries in progress. You think I'm kidding? I can play for you 911 call after 911 call of people in Seattle looking at their security cameras. Hey, someone is in my business right now. They've broken in. They're destroying my store and they're trying to get into my safe. And a police officer will have to say to dispatch, tell them we don't have the units to respond. It's not just Hillary, of course, because the left doesn't operate that way. It is the White House also playing games with crime. They simply cannot tell the truth. I'm not here to say the Republican Party is an honest party. I'm here to say that in comparison to the Democrats, at least they can still sense honesty. They can still identify it. I've been trying to talk about in an eloquent way the my pillow sheets, and I think I finally got it. I think this is what finally makes the difference for me. Is yes, it's the thing this this word I made up coolness, but there's something else about this, and it's completeness. When I put these sheets on, we ever have to put on the fitted sheet, and it's like a diagram from he double hockey sticks. And it doesn't go on the right way and you have to keep turning it around or it doesn't stay locked. You've had that with like the the fitted sheet. It doesn't stay locked in the bed. The first time I put on the sheets from Mike Lindell's MyPillow, it went on the right way. It stays on the right way. It doesn't bunch up, nor is it too tight. So it's hard to take off and and then comes off when you roll around in the bed. The coolness is the thing that stands out to me most. But then there's also, is smoothness a word? There's got to be some engineering phrase for the degree of smoothness something is. Can someone clue me in on that? And then there's, of course, the mental lift. I sleep in a bed on a sheets made in the United States of America in the same town in which Mike Lindell grew up. I sleep on sheets manufactured by a company run by a guy who the party is trying to destroy. So in that way, I sleep very, very well. And of course, that's Mike's mission is to help us sleep better because he put himself through a terrible time, addiction and gambling and more addiction. And when God lifted him from that, God said, hey, guess what? You have a mission to help people sleep. And that's what he's done. You can get these sheets. Go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman for a special deep discount on all my pillow products. In the case of the sheets, you can get a set of bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. It's mypillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. My pillow quality bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. Go to my page, mypillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman. Let Mike Lindell know that his investment in the Todd Herman show is a good one. And Mike, we appreciate the opportunity to work with you again. It's been years. mypillow.com slash Herman. 
So it's also the White House sending out uh, another spokeslier. I don't know why she gets to be a spokeslier, but she gets to be a spokeslier. She's on MSNBC, and she has a point of view on crime, just like Hillary did. Well, the president has been out on the road, and if anyone is paying attention, they've heard him speak to the issues that are facing the American people. I also want to remind the American people that this uptick in crime was experienced in 2020. This is when this began, and, and the American people know who the president was at that time. That being said, uh, President Biden is very much aware of the issues and challenges facing our country. Uh, for He's been out on the road speaking about these issues, reminding people what this administration has done to make their lives better, including uh, through the inflation. Okay, and then she goes back to her little script thing. You notice how many times she says he's been out in the road. You notice how many times they're saying that. Notice how many times they're using the word the president is clearly aware. The president has been very clear. Well, they're doing that and now they have a problem. We'll get to that in a second because the media is turning. The New York Times had a series of hit pieces on Biden talking about his gaffes and mental slips. The Washington Post as well. They're starting the process of him not being the candidate. And of course, 2020 was the year that the people who run Joe Biden pressed the go button on street action. Remember this, in the Time Magazine article where they bragged about supposedly fortifying an election by which they meant stealing, they set and they, they bragged about the fact that they were ready if the election didn't turn out the way they wanted it to with the, all the changing of the rules, they were ready to call for more street violence. That's written into the article. They don't use that phrase. But they were ready to call for direct action. They were ready to call for protests in the streets. The George Floyd event, Black Lives Matter, was a planted event. I'm not saying that George Floyd doesn't die. I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm saying that they needed an event. George Floyd doesn't matter at all to them. Black people as a whole don't matter at all to them. What matters is power. They loosed the gates of H-E double hockey stick all around the country, and it precipitated then now these, 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 these killings of cops and murders of cops and ambush killings and arsons around the country and depolicing. As cops looked at this environment and said, no way am I getting in the middle of that. You're putting cops in the constant jackpots. They cannot tell the truth. Joe Biden says he has a plan to, to really get rid of inflation this time. We, we're making real progress. And by the way, a lot of it is just going to kick in beginning January because we passed this profound legislation on whether it's dealing with the environment or dealing. I mean, for example, it's estimated that what we did on the environment, we passed legislation providing $368 billion and help to deal with global warming. Well, guess what? It's estimated that that's going to save just in what's available to people for their homes to to deal with weatherizing their homes, solar panel, whole range of things. We we're <laughs> giving, taking money out of our pockets and printing it 
and borrowing it from China and then giving it to big companies so they can come and give you a, quote, discount on solar panels? That will drive down the cost of nothing. It will raise the overall cost of solar. Because what you're saying to these companies is you don't have to provide good product. You don't have to provide good service. The federal government will force people to purchase the products from you. They cannot possibly tell the truth. And when they do, they self-censor. Biden, over the weekend, you heard him say, we're going to shut down those coal plants all around the country. And then, and then the White House had to walk that back. Oh, he regrets saying that. I know. I know he regrets it. But it's this from NBC News that is the most astonishing. This is the only report that makes any sense. When we look at the fact pattern, recall, right now we're told that there is no footage of the suspect getting into the, I said Biden again, Frank Pelosi. There is no footage of the suspect getting into Frank Pelosi's house, Nancy Pelosi's place. There is no footage from the neighborhood of him walking there. He's homeless and probably didn't take an Uber. Or almost certainly an Uber driver would say, ooh, I remember that guy. Or a cab driver, ooh, I remember him because he was naked carrying a hammer. And this expensive, expensive neighborhood where there are video cameras everywhere, there's not one shot of the guy getting to the house. The mayor of San Francisco and and the DA have said, oh, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that no evidence is shown to the press. We're going to suppress everything. You have the Washington Post writing editorials saying, no, do not release the security camera footage from the Pelosi home. That will only feed the conspiracy theories. We have the fact that it was a wellness check, not a call for help at 2.30 in the morning. We have the fact that Frank Pelosi has consistently said he was allowed to go to the bathroom during a home invasion. And he didn't know who the guy was, but he was a friend named David. And the cops saying that Frank Pelosi was saying, what? He's a friend and you don't know who he is? Then we get to this report and this uh, this is saved to my hard drive. Because if I didn't, it's going to be at risk of disappearing because NBC News took it down. They took it off of Twitter. They took it off of their pages. They simply said it doesn't meet their standards. I anticipate them coming around the shows like ours saying, that's copyrighted. You can't play it. But until they do that... Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. 
This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home. Stop there. Oh, hi. Uh, Frank Pelosi, come on in. But it's a home invasion. Did not appear in distress. Didn't declare an emergency. Listen to more. But instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. Now, I'm not saying that I'm happy that Frank Pelosi was lying in a pool of blood. I'm not. I, 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 I will pray for Frank Pelosi, and I will specifically pray that he come to know the Lord, because he doesn't. And we're told that you never know what's going to happen. When you're in distress, that when you're scared, you might go back to your capture. This is not a Stockholm syndrome thing. A Stockholm syndrome thing happens over a period of, of many, many days. And that's a case where you are dependent upon the capturer, the, the person who's captured you for your sustenance, for your food, your water, and, and your heat. And you want to believe that they care about you because your psyche demands it. Oh, they care about me. This is a case where a news story finally made some sense. Compare it to the dispatch call about Frank Pelosi's 911 call. I don't know who he is, is, but he's a friend named David. I don't know who he is, but he's a friend named David. Is he attacking you now? No, I'm actually in the bathroom. He let me take a bathroom break. He says he's here for my wife. Hmm, that's weird. Do you think he might have waited for her to be there when he went over? What makes most sense about this, and and I'll say it again, is that they knew what they were doing together. What was that? I have a presumption that they were taking drugs and and that Frank Pelosi may have been paying him for sex. That's a presumption. I'm perfectly open to this coming back being, no. It's just one of those weird things where this guy happened to get by a couple hundred cameras on streets and on homes, where he just happened to be able to scale a wall despite being not in particularly good shape where the third party in the house who's been as yet unidentified, remember that? There was a third party in the house as yet unidentified. That person didn't scream or, or grab their cell phone and call 911. They didn't run out of the house. The neighbors didn't hear any screaming or any scuffle. The assault didn't happen until the cops got there. Tell me how this is a home invasion. So we vote. 
So we vote for the godliest people we can find, those who most commonly seek to serve and not be served. So we vote. There's no possible way I could vote for any Democrat of whom I'm aware. So I'll vote Republican. But there's a more potent vote that you have and I have every minute of the day. It's the vote about how we act. It's the vote about the culture we build. With the array of lies we've talked about today, if you are sick of it, and I am sick of it, let us be the people who do not live in the lie. Let us people be people who speak God's truth, who love God's truth, who communicate God's truth, and do it with grace. Let us rebuild the culture of America around the word of God. It won't happen overnight that it will save the country, but it eventually will. But that's second place, isn't it? Because it also gets us an eternal life with the Lord Jesus. And that, that's the top prize of all the prizes. It's the red wave of Democrat lies. God help them. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well. Oh, I should say this. Again, apologies for my voice. There's nothing I can do about it. It happens sometimes this time of year. So let me go back to this is the Todd Herman Show. Please be well, be strong, be kind. And let's be thankful that the Lord again continues to show us all 